Tech wrote it off as interference. I don't think you're gonna fly me all the way out here for interference. In the last few weeks, we've been finding bodies around the city that were killed in the same way. Look, we work to keep our guys safe, and they need your help. They're gonna get you close to this thing. It's gonna be up to you to figure out how to stop this. What the? Take the shot. Did you see that? The bullets went right through it. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 97. Ooh. And my name is Scott. My name is Michael. Nice. We're three away. Two? Three away from... Well, from I'm, 100. Yeah. Um, Crazy stuff, right? Do we have any real plans for that? Uh, Not really. I think we're going to have a party. There's going to be pizza... I mean, the Some listeners, uh, hopefully, I mean, can we, should we mail pizza out to all the viewers out there? Not sure that's in our budget. Oh, man. Not even sure if it's legal. Do we have a license for that? I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to look into it. On today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, as well as the week in film news before our featured review. What do we got this week, Mike? Oh, we have a masterpiece. <laughs> do we really? It's one of the best films of the year. Oh, no. Unfortunately, uh... <laughs> We had we had to go to the office Christmas party this year. Um, th- yeah, we might have done better with uh, with maybe one of those Dungeons and Dragons episodes, or yeah, office Christmas party. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much else to that came out this week, folks. We didn't get access to La La Land in Vancouver, so uh, yeah. So office Christmas party. Starring Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston. And no, this is not Horrible Bosses 3, which... It might as well be. Might as well <laughs> have been. Uh, yeah. So you can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes or through the podcast software of your choice. When you're sticking around on iTunes, and you're just, you know, inputting all sorts of commands, looking for all sorts of cool shit. As your cat walks across the keyboard. Yeah. Make sure it gives us a five-star review. Your cat searches vertical viewing in the search bar up there. That's what cats do. Five-star review for vertical viewing. If you like what we do, uh, you can also leave us a recipe on the old iTunes page. Mike, what do you got today? You're never, you're never ready. Well, you're never ready. For how this. about a souffle? Oh, what? Why not? Have you ever even had one? No. Wait, what? no, I've totally had a souffle. What is it? It's some baking thing that's in all the movies that's <laughs> that everyone's worried about falling. Is that, is that, am I thinking about that right? I've n- yeah, I, I think it's something you can really screw it's up. It's a very complicated uh, baking thing. It's a cake of some kind that you can really I think so. mess up. I feel, very, I feel very uncultured <clears throat> saying that. Well, but. no, this is, this is what the internet's for. This is what the viewers are for. If you could go to iTunes, give us a five-star review, tell us what a souffle is and how to make it, uh, we'd really appreciate it. You know, our iTunes page is really just an impromptu recipe website. That that is what it, this is. This show is just a front for recipe. It really is. That's that's all we're doing. We're putting together the vertical cookbook. <laughs> uh, Verticalviewing dot com is our website. Go there. You can click that little yellow donate button if you like what we do. If you appreciate our silly little reviews every week. Uh, you can click the donate button. It helps us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show. You know, slicing off the internet. 
That just little that, internet pie. Like that tiny little internet piece of pie. Giving it to you helps us keep the lights on around here. It is a tiny slice, but uh, yeah, costs some money. Verticalviewing.com. PayPal is accepted. That little donate button. It's pretty good. I mean, yeah. It took me. It was kind of cool. I get to paste the little HTML code in, and there's a little button that pops up. It's kind of magical. Magic of the internet. Yeah. Uh, and we appreciate any donations. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Please send us your thoughts and recommendations. Our email address is verticalviewing at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, at Vertical Viewing. On Instagram, believe it or not. At Vertical Viewing. Still on Instagram, at Vertical Viewing. I mean, we're just kind of holding out that that handle, that URL. Don't yeah. worry, we'll just uh, combine all of them. Yeah, once once all the internet just gets combined into one, once Google purchases every website. It'll just, yeah, it'll just be Google. All right. Uh, yeah, I think that'll do it. Anything else? Any other... Uh housekeeping announcements no i think that covers it no we haven't we haven't been purchased by google at this point not yet uh yeah all right well uh let's get into the show mike what do you got what have you been watching uh well i haven't had a lot of time you know it's it's christmas season Mm -hmm. so i've been pretty busy (laughs) who am i kidding (laughs) uh i watched spectral on netflix (laughs) yeah i thought we'd be talking about Uh, spectral i did i watched this as, as well uh, I liked it way more than I thought I would. Uh, the, the whole controversy, who had it before? Was it Paramount or... Oh, this thing was passed around? It, well, this was set to release in August in the theaters. It looks like a theatrical... Like, it is a big budget action movie. I mean, Legendary's logo is at the beginning of this. It, yeah. It looks like... When it starts, you think you're watching Pacific Rim or something, right? It feels... Or Edge of Tomorrow. It, it's... It's a big, big budget, big budget movie. It that looks like it was just dropped for some reason. Hmm. Uh, I, I haven't looked into that. I'm very curious. If anyone knows why it was dropped from uh, theatrical release, please let us know. I think I'm pro- very curious. Probably because of like a lack of main, like a lead actor. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that because like they've got Emily Mortimer, who's probably one of the bigger names in this cast. Bruce uh, Bruce Greenwood I think is Bruce probably Greenwood the, the most well. recognizable yeah. face. But he doesn't have a huge role in the film. No. Um I'm a big fan of James Badge Dale though. I think he's really good. He looks weird with that hair. <laughs> what is curly hair? Yeah, the like the last thing I saw him in was Iron Man 3, I think, <clears throat> and he was just straight up shaved head. Mm-hmm. Uh which suited him more, I think. But, th- yeah, Spectral is a good action movie. I enjoyed myself So what, what is the plot of Spectral? What so, would, would you, uh, my, my summation is Ghostbusters plus... Call uh, of Duty. <laughs> Black Hawk Down? Yeah, Black Hawk Down Ghost, uh, and Ghostbusters. That's pretty good mashup, sums up sort of what's going on. There, there are ghosts. Um, it, it really is a, be- a much better version of Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Yeah, but they're not really, well... Let's yeah no, um, it's the way that they handle if they're ghosts or not. They keep it vague and up and at the very end, the explanation is really satisfying in my opinion. Um, we'll get to it. Well, one of one of the big uh, things I have to say about this film is it looks like it looks nice. It's filmed pretty pretty well. The action is all pretty good, but nobody's stupid. Like this is an action film where the characters are all pretty reasonably intelligent i found 
Nobody says anything ridiculous. Well, none of them, yeah, expect to get hit with a giant goat, like a ghost force that kills you on, on contact. Like nobody, nobody, as I said, is, is an idiot. The main character, uh, is brought in to be a consultant since his technology is picking up these weird. He's a DARPA spectral I, guys. I, I, dude, I love the the plot is perfect and it feels natural and it doesn't feel forced. Like he's the DARPA agent who invented the goggles, who are, are that letting them see these weird. Th- these soldiers are yeah seeing these spectral spirit things, apparitional ghost things. And as soon as he's brought in, he doesn't give an opinion. They want him to give something right away in a shittier movie. Um, well, like, that hasn't been written very well. He might come up with something, but no, he's going the scientific route and holding his ground, saying we have no idea. Like, they, the movie doesn't touch the word ghost with a ten foot pole, does it, it? It really doesn't. Well, no. Well, they sort they of do. Spirit, I think, a few the, times, like the vengeful spirits or whatever, uh, in Moldova. The whole uh, yeah, and all of this. So there's a civil folklore. there's a civil war happening, and these are sort of the ghosts of war, right? These yeah. are the spirits that were killed in war and were, are angry, yeah, and want vengeance. Uh, so everybody, even even the jarheads or like the marines, whatever they, none of them are idiots either. And they're and they're, they're they're misinterpreting this as cloaking technology, which I thought was a really fascinating thread to go down. Like they're they're military minded, and they're yeah, so the, the only rational explanation here would be that optic camouflage. This is optic, or active camouflage. I these, think. yeah, the enemy somehow has some has some advanced camouflage, and they look like these w- strange wisps of bone and <laughs> yeah, they look they look like ghostly people. Um, but but it does make sense that they would go that route. So I liked that. Uh, and then Badge Dale, man, uh. It was like, no, I don't think so. This, that doesn't explain this. There's no way. We're nowhere near doing this. Mm-hmm. But that's a nice little way for them to throw in. Well, Moldova's been throwing like billions of dollars into weapons research. So maybe they're just a- ahead of the curve on this one. It, it, it's very anime inspired. It feels very video gamey. It, it does. It does. I love the design in this show. Like the guns and everything that he sort of rigs later in the film and he sticks them on the little dog creature it looks like you're playing some sort of they all look super cool it's a straight up video game at some points i thought it looked almost too gamey i think people might be turned off if you know if if that imagery looks yeah i could see that but super gamey to somebody i really appreciate it because there's it's very few and far between that we get a a sci-fi or an action movie that just has been given the creative license to sort of go nuts with futuristic looking weapons. And they did a, I thought they did a great oh, job because yeah. they look, they look futuristic, but they also look functional and they, and, bu- they build them because yeah. they're building these particle beams oh, man, to, to take these ghosts out. Um, it's so cool. And I, um, one thing that that's interesting is cause they do keep going like they keep you guessing, are these actually ghosts? Are I they something I, else? I love the way that's done. They throw in the whole, I don't know if you're up on like mythology and stuff like that, but iron, like pure iron is bad to magical creatures. Like it, it harms them. So the like 30 minutes into the movie where they take shelter in a factory that's been surrounded by iron filings and it's stopping these things. It's like, Oh, 
okay, well, you dig that? Yeah, you're like, into that? Well, because it's it's right, it's, right. it's it's playing on the mythology of actual spirits, right? So, so it could still be that they are in fact. I, I wasn't aware that's that's in the ghost. Yeah, like the ghost mystic book. mystical creatures oh. don't respond well to iron. It like burns them cool. and stuff. Cool. So, so I was like, all right, man, this is. Are they actually? What what's going on? Um, I thought the end was a little generic blockbustery for me i kind of liked it i thought the end was big and it was uh, it still did like overall i enjoyed myself watching this movie Mm -hmm. and i texted you i think and said this was better than a lot of the blockbusters that were released the summer way better than stuff like x-men apocalypse or independence day resurgence way better than resurgence so much better than than these batman v superman yeah, if, if this had come out in the theater and it had maybe just a bigger lead, I think like if someone like Jake Gyllenhaal or yeah, I can um, see Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, like Tom movie. Hardy. If someone was in the lead with a, a lot of clout, this thing would have been a huge hit. It I could think. have spawned a franchise. I think it's pretty amazing. Um, there's a ton of the one criticism I have. There's a ton of dubbing in it. It looks like they've dubbed the the absolute shit out of. Yeah. A lot of the dialogue in I, this. I noticed that some sometimes too. ADR, I believe they call yeah. it. It's it's through the roof. I would say maybe thirty percent of the lines in this movie feel like they're they're ADR dubbed in post production to the point where I think they changed the plot of this movie in the editing room. Oh, they might that, to a huge degree. That's interesting. Um, but my favorite part of this whole movie, which is still a popcorn movie, let's get this. It is definitely a popcorn. We're, movie. we're not calling this some sort of masterpiece. <laughs> it's not a work of art. It's just a fun. Yeah, it's a, movie. it's a super super fun action movie. My my favorite part of the whole thing is, as you said, they keep it vague on whether these are ghosts. Um, there's a cool use of 3D printing, which is amazing. Oh yeah, man. And then these neural. Um, sort of systems like they, they've sort of the nervous systems have, have been sort of pulled out of the dead and kept in stasis not I don't want to give too much but it's really they're not ghosts but you can maybe argue that they are that they are yeah. it's, it's really awesome it, it, it's as scientific an explanation as you can give to to uh, actual to, to ghosts well, like, in this in the context of this exactly of this film it's super cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I I had a smile on my face for a lot of this movie, I, I'm going to admit. Yeah. So I, I was so happy when yeah, v- Vertical this. viewing gives a huge stamp of approval to Spectral, everybody. Yep. Check it out. I mean, it's on Netflix. If you've got a Netflix account. Every, every fucking one yeah. does. Everybody has Netflix. Do yourself you, a favor you, and watch it. If you mention a movie or a TV show, what what's the first thing that the people are going to ask you? Is it on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. So in this case, yeah. Oh, man, which is oh, so good. <laughs> Arr, yeah, I want to watch it again. Yeah, it's super fun. I, I kind of want the toys. <laughs> I know, right? I'm I'm a little sad that it wasn't a big release because I could see it going into a franchise. It's a big ripoff of Aliens, right? It's James Cameron. It's, like, it's it heavily has, inspired by James Cameron stuff. Every, but, James Cameron has his just his balls all over this, smeared all over this whole thing. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what did I do this week? I watched uh, I watched some movies. I also went to UBC Thunderbird Arena. I, I went to see Louis C.K. live in concert. How was in that? concert live on stage. Uh, it was spectacular. It was unbelievable. 
he is probably the best comedian I've ever seen. Um, nice. He's he's an absolute pro. The guy demolishes everything he does. It doesn't even look like he's aware there's an audience there. Um, I, I would imagine his performance is the same no matter where he is. He's such he's he's so good at making it look like he's going off on tangents. I, I I'd like to see his tour in other cities and see if it's similar. Does he go off on these tangents at the exact same moment? Does he laugh at his jokes at the exact same moment? Um, I don't know, but it feels like he's just having a conversation with himself on stage, basically. Uh, yeah, that's, I like his style. It's incredible. Like he's just sort of, it feels like a stream of consciousness. I don't know how much of it is. Um, but there, I think there's a, there's a, something to be said about laughing at your own jokes if you're a comedian. I think, I think you don't you don't do it all the time, but you can do it some of the time though. Like very, if you're just having a conversational style uh, show, you can definitely laugh. At well, some people of your are stuff. yeah. I think there's a, there's a key to that because then it then it makes it seem like a tangent you're going off on might not be so if if it's written. And people can tell you're forcing off on. Yeah. So I was on the plane the other day, um, but yeah, if, if you keep it conversational, which he did, and and this pissed me off. The, the opening comics, they sucked the big one, man. Ooh. I don't even. I'm not even going to name them. I don't even remember who they were. Uh, they were terrible. Did you, Did you hear that he did a surprise show at the comedy mix? He was, downtown? At, he was at the comedy mix before he made it down to the show that. Yeah, on the on the Tuesday but was before he started doing it, because you went to the Wednesday Vancouver show. Vancouver was an absolute nightmare this, this week. The snow, you know, was... Yeah, we don't usually get snow in Vancouver for any listeners who are elsewhere that do get snow. <laughs> I'm a, I'm from a, a town that's... It's rare. I, I grew up in the prairie, so I'm used to yeah. it. But Vancouver, I think, has one salt truck and a couple of plows, maybe. And we're a metro area. <laughs> like, we Got are a big... Over. We're a reasonably sized... City. Somehow Louis C.K. made it across ah. the city from a show at the Comedy Mix downtown all the way out to UBC, and he still crushed it. The opening acts were so terrible and bland, and people were just sort of, you know, chuckling out of just courtesy. And the last guy, this guy pissed me off, dude. You can't do this. He he started chirping our audience, like saying, you know, guys, get off your hands. Or He didn't even say it. It was worse than that. He said, like... This lady gets it. He pointed to a lady in the front row and said, she's she's the only one laughing here. The rest of you guys don't know how to take a joke or something like that. Okay. Well. Then at the end of his set, uh, he said, all right, everyone, look to this lady so that you know how to laugh at something. Uh, lighten up, everybody. And then he leaves the stage. And I thought to myself, like, wow. Like, whose fault is, like... As all of us actually got together as a crowd and agreed we're not going to laugh at anything tonight. So, like, what does he think? This is this is clearly a random sampling, right? Oh, like, holy shit! So that's not good. Yeah, he left the stage with that, and then I thought, well, that's dumb. This sucks so far. Louis C.K. steps on stage, and I think his first line was, "Um, so I think abortion is," and then dot dot dot. He just that's the. The first thing he says when he comes on stage, and the audience is immediately roaring with laughter. I, I prob my face hurt within forty seconds, forty five <laughs> seconds or so, um, and it was such a stark difference between the opening acts and then when Louis C.K. came on stage. Um, yeah, if you can see this guy, 
it's it's unbelievable. I'm I'm jealous. I, 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 I stumbled into these tickets. Uh, I'm very grateful. Uh, Tim is a super good buddy of mine, friend of the show. We all love him. We all hate his opinions on movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he was nice enough to bring me along. Amazing stuff. Uh, however, I did watch movies. I don't know if you got anything else. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just quickly mention I did watch the first episode of Dirk Gently. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's, it's up in Canada now on Netflix. I, I'm, I'm digging it. It uh, seemed like a lot of setup. But it's so it's got this the Douglas Adams charm, where it's all really quirky and contrarian, and people all of the characters except for Todd Todd, uh, Elijah Wood's character seem to just be absolutely nuts, and I love it. So I'm excited to watch the rest. of How this. many are on? There are eight episodes, and they're all there. they're on, all an hour. Okay, and they're all on Netflix already. Uh, yeah, they look like they are. Okay. So I'm going to watch that over the next week. But episode one, I know Red's already talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I agree with basically everything that he'd said in previous shows. It's it's fun. I look forward to it. So it's renewed? Are they bringing this back? I don't I don't actually know. For another season? I hope, okay. I hope they do, based on the one episode I've seen. Okay, but. only one deep. Yeah. Uh, so I also watched a movie. It's called The Light Between Oceans. Starring Michael Fassbender. Oh, right. And Alicia Vikander. Real life couple. Yeah, they. I think it's they met on the set of this movie, perhaps. Mm, maybe? When, did, when was this movie made? Because I think they've been... Probably about a year or two ago. Oh, it just maybe. It came out this, you know, fall. Uh, directed by Derek Sion France. Sion France? Sion France. He's the guy who... The chap who directed... Uh, Blue Valentine, and then more recently, The Place Beyond the Pines. Mm, okay. Which is kind of a pretty good movie. Yeah, those are uh, some interesting... Dramatic shit. Yeah. This one, yet again, huge dramatic broad canvas that this guy's painting on. This dude loves, like, the passage of time totally. Like, that's his bread and butter, I so, think. So, uh, let me just make sure I remember the trailer for this. So, Alicia Vikander and Michael Fassbender... Lose their child. Well, they're, he's a lighthouse keeper. Yeah. They're on a remote island. Uh, they have a, a child who they lose. Mm-hmm. And then a random baby washes up on shore, right? Yeah, and, and Alicia Vikander takes it in as her own. Yeah, okay. Things get complicated when maybe the real mother shows up later on. Um, Interesting premise. Crazy stuff, yeah. So there's a, like he, Michael Fassbender plays the lighthouse keeper with just the perfect 19, like mustache pulled out in 1918. <laughs> Like, you could pull this guy right out of a photo of, a like, a World War One hero. Like, he looks amazing. He's in Battlefield 1 right now? Yeah, he looks amazing. He's, he's right after World War One. he's, Michael Fassbender's looking for just uh, some refuge and solace from all the chaos. I'm going to become a lighthouse keeper. Sounds like a brilliant idea. Um. Seems a pretty good way to forget all of the atrocities yeah. of the Great War. Be- becomes lonely, takes a wife, Alicia Vikander, out to the island. That's when shit starts getting intense. She loses two children, oh, unfortunately. Okay. Um, so it seems like she's having trouble like bearing children to a full term. Um, really heartbreaking stuff. Like they happen within the, like within fifteen minutes of each other in the movie, just like one Oof. after the other. 
heartbreaking stuff, but it's ha- handled really well, and it's gentle with this really gorgeous cinematography of this. I think it's in New Zealand. Um, so this amazing, like white, magical land of New Zealand, awesome crumbling cliffs into the ocean with this sick lighthouse. Looks like being a lighthouse keeper would be dope. <laughs> Um, is that a thing that people do anymore? Aren't they just it's all computer monitor? It's all automated. Yeah. yeah the The romance of this is not lost, though. Like you know, it's 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 a cover of a fucking romance novel at <laughs> Safeway, right? Um, but it's handled really, really well, and um, the setup between like the romantic setup between the two characters is really well done. Uh, it doesn't feel forced or like cheesy or anything. Uh, and th- when 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 Lishik Vikander loses both those children, it's like really devastating to her as a character. So that when they do discover this baby in a rowboat washing up on shore, you know that it's she's not going to be handling this in yeah the most rational way. Um, I could yeah, like her grief and her pain, you know, really. Um, like makes it impossible for her to see the the loss of this someone else that this you know like this baby is clearly belongs someone to someone kid. yeah and so she can't see how similar her pain and suffering is to Rachel Weiss's character who's the real mother of the baby um like she has no way to see the consequences of her choice as a negative thing so that the movie's really about Alicia Vikander dealing with that and some really poor choices she makes against Michael Fassbender's character. Um, hmm. It's it's really good. I'll say that. Well, it's got a powerhouse cast in there. Um, yeah, it's really good. Like, a bit over long. I think it's about two hours and ten minutes. Probably cut it down. Um, but yeah, like upon when Rachel Weisz comes into the picture, shit gets super complicated. Michael Fassbender's performance is unbelievable. Um, when when he starts to realize this, you know, this woman he's talking to is is the mother of the is the mother of the child they've been raising. Who's like five years old now, right? She's they have a they've raised the daughter as their own, um, and they both like she both of them, you know, have agreed we're not going to like no one will know we're it's not going to yeah. tell anybody because the last thing they knew I was pregnant, so they don't know I lost this child. We can we can get away with claiming this as our own. Uh, hmm. So tons of like complicated choices and deep dramatic moments and intense shit. Wow. The Light Between Oceans, man. Okay. Super good though. Like eight and a half kind of stuff probably. Nice. All right. Dude, loved it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have much else. We, we, we were just here, right? We were just here the other day. So Yeah, I fit Spectral in. Watched the one episode this afternoon of Dirt Gently because it just came out here today. Oh, is that? Uh, I, I, I just saw it today, so I didn't yeah. know how long it was there. Okay. Um, that's on the list. Hitting that little plus button on that yeah. thing, right? Uh, yeah, that's all I had time for. Okay. Um, yeah, I had a couple other things I didn't get to. Hopefully, I'll be getting to them next week, uh, including Vexil. Yeah. What? Yeah, Vexil. V E X I L L E. Yeah. Okay. More on this one next week. 
Uh, it's curious. a C- CG Japanese CGI anime film. Oh, I've heard of this. It's super cool. Okay. Uh, there is some news. There's a couple things we can get to here. Mostly trailers, though. Um, I've totally seen Vexio. You've, you've seen Vexio, yeah, dude. We'll talk, okay, dude we'll talk I, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop it in next week. So. Um, News-wise, though, we had War for the Planet of the Apes trailer dropping oh, in. Oh, my God. I, I talked to a few. Rob and Tim are not big fans of this franchise, and they were chirping the hell out of this. I, uh, for, I for one, cannot cannot even handle my excitement here. It looks so good, man. This uh, this trilogy really is amazing. Yeah, and this thing's filmed in 65 millimeter, apparently. Oh. It looks like Hateful Ape to me. Hateful Ape. Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. You, you do, right? I think uh, that, yeah, the decision to make it um, in the snow, I think, is really awesome. Just to sort of differentiate it a little bit from I love how the, oh, man. From the second one. I love how the trailer just opens up with the apes on horseback riding along the beach. So good. Totally uh, in Tofino somewhere, obviously. <laughs> yeah, the thing the thing looks absolutely gorgeous. Um. Tim said that this looks identical to the last one. Oh, like well, in that terms, is in the woods, maybe. But in terms of plot, like, it's just, they're fighting a war again? Well, uh, no, I, like, before it was a bit of a skirmish. Now it's a full-blown war, because at the end of Dawn, or Rise? Which one? I, for, <laughs> I can't remember which one. Rise? We just had Dawn. Okay, at the end of Dawn, uh, Caesar says it's going to be war, yeah. right? Like, it, yeah. it, it was really just a little bit of a back-and-forth a skirmish, if you will. So I uh, guess now it's full blown. Yeah, yeah. My my guess here is that by the end of this film, Caesar's going to be dead. Oh, probably. Definitely, Caesar's going down here, and he's going to be this martyr. Um, and I think he's maybe his vision's going to get twisted, so he's going to die, and then maybe. I'm hoping Koba is back. I don't think he is. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know if. But I'm thinking an an ape is going to come back and twist the legacy of Caesar and I think it'll be Caesar's kids maybe but the the the, the, the final sort of ending of the of the third movie here is basically going to be the, the the remaining humans get fully enslaved and it is you know truly it's the planet of the apes that Charlton Heston lands onto in the original movie like by the end of the third film it's taken us three movies which Tim thinks is ridiculous uh, but it's taken us three films to get to basically where the Mars mission lands. And we have a planet of apes where there's scattered humans living in the jungles, you know, trying to survive enslavement. I couldn't imagine doing all of this in one movie. Like, I know, it's it's amazing. It's It's just... Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I cannot wait for this. It it's it's feels like a better version of what they're doing with the Star Trek reboot, I think. Yeah, I agree. You know. I'm going to rewatch the first two. Yeah, uh, it, right it definitely here. inspired me to do the same. The Spider-Man Homecoming trailer hit the webs. So you're a fan of this? The Vulture looks way cooler than I thought he would, man. So this is Michael Keaton's villain character is the Vulture? Yeah, I mean, you can't see that it's him, but we know he, he's the Vulture. Uh, but the suit looks pretty badass. It looks scary. It looks intense. Um, and Tom Holland 
is just perfect. You like this Spider-Man? I like this Spider-Man. Yeah. I guess people are going to people are already declaring this is the best Spider-Man yet. I don't see like it doesn't I don't see any Mary Jane or the best Peter or, Peter Parker yet. Like there's no Mary Jane in the trailer that I could see or uh with Felicia Hardy like they, they seem to be getting away from Gwen, Gwen Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy. That's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> Felicia Hardy is Black Cat. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I get, it looks it looks super high schooly, which is I guess it's called Homecoming. And I guess I, I kind of dig the scene where he's on the Staten Island Ferry and he's... Holding it together. He's holding it together. I, is that going to be sort of a remake of the... The train scene in 2? Of the subway... Of the, yeah, the subway scene from Spider-Man 2? Where he stops the train and yeah. they pass him. I don't know. That's what it feels like. It, it feels like they're going to do the sort of protector of the city. You know, I protect you know the innocent bystanders around me. The, he, as the Avengers go around destroying <laughs> New York, Spider-Man just goes around just like setting up webs and, you oh, know, shit. stopping blocks from hitting people. <laughs> He's the janitor of the Avengers. It's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's the entry-level Avengers thing. I was, it was really nice to see Sony followed by Marvel Studios. We're playing nice, right? Yeah. We're playing nice. We got no one's taking their toys and going home yet. Yeah. I, I like this. It looked really cool to see Tony Stark, like Iron, Iron Man, Man, Iron Man, and Spidey come flying through. I, I, it's a probably a really great call to pair up Tony Stark with. Oh, for sure. That's brilliant on Marvel's part because everybody, they're not making any more Iron Man movies, so they're peppering in. Robert Downey Jr. anywhere they fucking can right now because he's the moneymaker. Well, and I, Tony Stark and Peter Parker had a pretty good relationship okay. in Civil War, I think. Okay, that's fair. So that's good. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, not it's not that forced. No, no it uh, it looks it looks good, man. I'm excited. Michael Keaton. I don't think he can do any wrong these days, man. I like Michael Keaton, so yeah. He was the original bet. Well, not the. I guess you could go back further and he say is. Adam he's West, but he's he's, 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 the, OG. he's the OG Dark Knight. Um. Okay. So earlier this week, we found out that Fast Eight is going to be called the Fate of the Furious, and in the biggest missed opportunity maybe in history, it's not called F Eight. <laughs> like it's not called the Fate. That would be so good. Of the Furious. <laughs> Instead, it's called Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, The Fate of the Furious. Yeah, I don't know why they went with Final Fantasy for Fast and Furious, but... <laughs> this sounds like a JRPG title. <laughs> the Fate of the Furious. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not a joke. It is actually called The Fate of the, the, Furious, Fate of the Furious. And the trailer came out for it, and it looks fucking dope. Man, it looks good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited for this one too. Yeah. It's like a really good action. This flick. just looks undeniably fun. If you like Spectral, how the hell can you not like this? Exactly. A goddamn Russian sub comes out of the ice while they're and doing a ice version of Mad Max Fury Road. This is basically and the sub chases them. <laughs> like they they took Mad Max Fury Road and then they just went control I and they inversed like the the image so that they're driving on white. <laughs> Well, and like, Furiosa's in this. In uh, damn, in, dude, in Charlize Theron's there. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it so looks this is good, just, man. This is Fury Road Ice version. <laughs> ice Road Truckers. 
it, it looks like such a great grab some popcorn. Oh man, pound back a drink. Speaking of going back and watching previous entries, it, it, this one's really hard because you go back and watch seven films to get caught up to this. This is absolute insanity, ladies and gentlemen. You don't really have to do that, though. <laughs> I believe if you go to episode ten of the Vertical Viewing Podcast or nine. Probably episode nine, actually. Our debut episode was a Fast and Furious marathon. Where oh, we, we That was before my time. It but. certainly was. We reviewed <laughs> uh, Fast and Furious number four, five, six, and topped it off with seven. I did not like the most recent one. Uh, That's actually a good place to start. Yeah. Just forget about one, two, and three. You don't need to watch no. the first three. Yeah. You you start with number four, which they just rebooted and called it Fast and Furious. So it's almost like you wouldn't even you wouldn't even know that you're watching the fourth movie. I mean, you get a little <laughs> bit of, you get a little bit of history from the other movies, but you don't need it. <laughs> yeah. All, yeah. So. No. Um. So there was also a weird ass fucking casting news. James Franco is in Alien Covenant. Yeah, that made me raise my eyebrows a little. Um, yeah, I'll tell you right now, the LV four two six subreddit is not happy about this one. You know, it's funny we were just talking about the Planet of the Apes, and he was fine <laughs> in in that. He actually is pretty acceptable <laughs> so, in yeah in that. I don't think this is a terrible idea. I think he's apparently in the first ten minutes of the movie. He's probably the first one to go. I'm thinking he gets his face torn apart really early on. He's Catherine Waterston's husband. I think he's the captain of the actual Covenant ship. Okay, so we'll see what that happens with uh, with his character. Um, I just think it's cool that Danny McBride and James Franco are in the same movie. Is that like a joke or something? Or Maybe this is going to be a far different movie than we're expecting. Well, according to the people who've seen the trailer, it's going to be absolutely terrifying and gory. And That's just some of the scenes. The rest is all like, this is the end. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's actually really good. And our final story of the night, Jimmy Kimmel is our Oscar host. Whatever, right? Yeah, I don't... I, care not he's a pretty good he's he is host yeah he's good at what he does but he's not like he i always forget about jimmy kimmel yeah he's on he just does this thing what channel what channel is he even on i I don't i don't know i don't watch nighttime tv though i mean it's all unless you have youtube clips no one's gonna watch you at this point no so good for that i think it'll be fine um (laughs) Yeah, he's 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 a safe bet. You could do way worse. You could go with James Franco and Anne Hathaway. <laughs> well, Anne Hathaway was all right. She just had to work with James Franco. Was he just stoned? I think he was so stoned for that. That's what everyone there's, was there's saying. There's no right? way he wasn't. Hmm. Poor Anne Hathaway. Uh, She's uh, just trying to get straight A's, you know? She hasn't been around much. What's she been doing? Getting straight A's, man. We should talk to her. See what's up. Friend of the show, Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Give us a call. Uh, let's get into our review of Office un- Xmas party. I mean, unless you got anything else, no, that's it for to me. add. All right, so we just put on our our shitty office sweaters. Actually, on our office Christmas party, like you need to have the multiple religions on your yeah it's, your sweater. It's now. an inclusive sweater. Uh, you don't want to you know so it's forget not a, anybody. It's so not got- an ugly Christmas sweater. It's an ugly Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa Scientology. Latter-day yeah, Saints. Yeah, it's a, a cultural patchwork. Huh. Um, okay. 
Honor them all. Office holiday party. winter can we put dancer and prancer back in their stable are you body shaming her right now some people here might find your outfit offensive well some people might find your outfit offensive and really confusing oh i thought it was clear this is a multi-denominational holiday sweater it has christmas hanukkah kwanzaa everyone's included is everyone included what about something for the satanists good morning everybody you can't silence us all. I know why you took a medical leave. So that was a clip from Office Christmas Party when his uptight CEO sister threatens to shut down his branch. The branch manager throws an epic Christmas party in order to land a big client and save the day. But the party gets way out of hand. Yeah, that's, a ma- that's just like your opinion, what? man. Oh, man. Office Christmas Party is directed by Josh Gordon and Will Speck, and it stars Jason Bateman, Olivia Munn, TJ Miller, Jennifer Aniston, Kate McKinnon, Courtney B. Vance, Jillian Bell, Rob Corddry, Vanessa Bayer, and Randall Park has this very strange borderline pedophile character no or just he was just weird sheltered weirdo just a weird dude <laughs> a lot of weird dudes i i actually have to say that the surrounding supporting characters in this movie not half bad they were more interesting than the main characters Some that's of them for sure pretty decent um so yeah this movie had a pretty good set of trailers it looked like it might be stretching its R rating, you know, to some good places. Well, yeah, man. Like you got to take advantage of that. If you're a comedy and you're R rated, go nuts. You, you already got a leg up, and then especially for R rated Christmas comedies, you know, we probably said this last year on our night before review. They're they're hard to come by. They are. It's hard to get a, a raunchy Christmas comedy now. <clears throat> office Christmas party. Maybe my biggest complaint with it, other than it being a shitty movie, uh, is that this isn't even really a Christmas film. Can we? Maybe we should start there. Does it, well, it happens at Christmas, and that's it. Like, yeah. is there anything in this film that really depends on the time of year being Christmas? Like, no. if, if this were just office party and it were set in the summertime and it was Fourth of July, would this be the same movie? Yeah. The Christmas has no bearing on this film whatsoever, except for a couple of jokes they throw in there. Like the dude who said, dressed up like Jesus, and he's like, it's my birthday. Yeah. Like, okay. (laughs) And then he rides through the crowd on a horse later. But, uh, yeah, there's really no point for this being at Christmas time, except for the fact that it's being released around Christmas time. That's what I think I find kind of egregious and kind of shitty about this movie. It does, it's 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 not a Christmas film whatsoever. It's kind of 
a wolf in sheep's clothing, man. It's pissing me off. Yeah. Well, I wasn't really <coughs> expecting it to be much of a Christmas movie. It was really just about the the party at the office, which honestly wasn't a big part of this movie. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> For something called Office Christmas Party or Xmas Party, uh, it didn't spend as much time at the party as I wanted it to. Hmm. And my biggest complaint, again, other than this not being a good movie, uh, is that the party actually looked really fun. It, they did a good job of making it not look like a shitty party in a movie. And I just wanted to be at the party instead of watching this movie. <laughs> so when I find myself thinking, oh, man, can I, would just, I just want to go there instead of, be, of like watching this right now. Uh, that's, that's that's usually a problem. That's not well, or is it? I I guess it's. You could argue it's not. You want to exist in the world of Office Christmas Party. You you love these characters. And no, I don't world. care about any of them. It just looked like the party was fun. <laughs> I wanted to be one of those people that just got a tweet notifying them that there was free booze at this party. <laughs> so you wanted to wrap your lips around this frozen elf appendage and suck, you know, beer shots out of a. What looks like an elf stick? No? Not really. No? No. I'd just go to the bar and get a beer or something. Yeah, they, they did a good job of making this look like a crazy party. We've seen this before, though, you know, in in a lot of these party movies. I felt like it was drawing a lot from The Hangover. Uh, you know, this is the end. Yeah, it really did feel like a knockoff of Hangover to me. You know, it it's yeah, with that sort of well, I mean, obviously, hangover happened the day after, but like j- this is just the night of uh, on HBO. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, this, this, this shares so many similarities with that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I didn't hate this movie going like the setup and stuff. It 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 devolves into shit pretty quickly as soon as the the quote unquote plot gets going. You know, yeah, like the branch is not doing well. Jennifer Aniston, who just looks bored. Oh, she looks like she does not want to be in this movie. You know, Shows up. she's like as bored as you are watching the film at that moment. Um, the uh, there, there's a gag that's overused so much in this, and it starts in the board meeting with the whole like, okay, we won't do that. Yes, we. Like just mouthing it, whispering, the, the entire, nodding. The entire marketing campaign is built on this scene. It's it it, it would I think like that's all I've I've. And it's not, it's not that funny. It just goes on too long. It's like a Saturday Night Live skit. It just goes on too long. Mm-hmm. If they did it once, and that maybe like twice within that scene, as opposed to going back and forth like six times. I I do, I do kind of like the I guess the doctor or the cab driver at the end doing it because he has no relation to to anyone yeah, that, that's a little better yeah they they milk the crap out of it and it's not even well done that's i think the biggest problem with this movie is is mainly it's the material that all of these talented actors are given is just super weak and and needs at least a couple of more passes you know with with the spatula smooth that cake over this is a rough a rough script and it's really lazy Oh, is it ever? Like, when we get the setup for the plot here, Courtney B. Vance plays this super important uh, client that they're trying to land at their branch. And, of course, it's, it's you know, get the big client or we're closing you down. You know, we're sending the big guns in. They're doing a bunch of house 
you know, housekeeping, we're shutting stuff down, which I, I kind of like that setup. 40% layoffs. <clears throat> where you, yeah, you have this person coming in, going to swing a huge hammer, we're laying a bunch of people off, uh, and then, well, you can't do it because we're actually holding this frivolous Christmas party tonight. You know, I, I, I saw that as, okay, that works, you know, in, in, in sort of contrast to this shitty decision that is being made from corporate. Like, you can see this hitting the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we have Courtney B. Vance, whoever this dude is, who's sort of debating which company to invest with, and then they decide, well, the only way to actually get him to invest with our company is to to convince him that sort of, you know, we may not be the best company, but we have the best culture. We have the best office camaraderie. Well, because, yeah, in their, in their meeting early on, he says, you're all the same, like, you got great servers, whatever. I'm going to go with Dell, like, because I like their culture better. Yeah. So, well, we want you to go to, you know, actually go with our Xenosoft processors or whatever the fuck Zen- it's called. Xenotech? I yeah. Think. Which I'm, I'm going to get to uh, Olivia Munn's absolutely preposterous invention in a second. Let me get to that. <laughs> um, but, but so... We have Courtney B. Vance deciding, I don't, I'm going to go with Dell because they're way better unless you can, like, get me all coked up and drunk at this party and convince me that that you guys are the best company because you party really hard? Well, to be like, fair... Are you, are you fucking joking? That's the plot of this movie? Yeah, but that wasn't why he... Like, he didn't go for that. The the, he, the snow he, cannon he, hitting he, cocaine in his face was he accidental. He got accidentally coked up. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But the idea behind this movie is we're going we're gonna to show this client a good time by throwing a giant Christmas party yeah, for him? Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. What? Just tell him that we have cool parties. And he'll and he'll think okay, I mean that's what a real investor would do. I don't know. I just thought that that was absolutely ridiculous. And then we have this anywhere thing, where in in which Olivia Munn claims that she's invented a technology in which the internet can be delivered through any device that is connected to a, the electrical grid. So like m- implying that. The signals carried through all the power lines. <laughs> the internet could be coming out of your light bulb if they wanted to. They can they can figure out how to deliver Wi-Fi to you through, you Everything know... Everything that's power. Anything with a plug in it. What? Okay. This isn't going to come back later in the plot at all. Yeah, not at all. No, no, no. <laughs> they set that up pretty easily. Oh, um, no. Oh, no. I'm, I'm struggling to find things to praise this for because I don't want to be overly negative. Try, let's try not to. Uh, I, I, I didn't have any belly laughs. Like, even if there were a couple of really good, like, oh my God, that was hilarious moments. I would like it more than I did, but I don't know if I really laughed much. I, I cracked some smiles. The jokes just really fell flat. You're right. Like the, the script needed a few passes or maybe there wasn't a script. Maybe they just let uh, these funny people freeform it and like, okay, we like that. Let's- you know, as, as always, the end credits are always full of ad lib, you know, outtakes. So you're probably right. There's a majority is just improvised. Well, and sometimes sometimes that works, but I don't know. Like you got to really trust your actors to be able to pull yeah. this off. Uh, it seems like it doesn't always work, though. No, improv isn't a hundred percent 
you know, probability. Like it's those dice rolls don't always land. <clears throat> right? Like that's that's why you you really got to there's so many missed opportunities in this film. You you got to play it both ways. Like uh the the IT leader guy or whatever, the the Indian dude who kept saying that he's got a model girlfriend to all these dudes. I, I kind of like that. And then he, he he loses all of his reasoning for her not being able to come to the party, so he hires an escort. I actually would have preferred it if she was a model, but she was crazy. Like she he actually had this hot girlfriend uh who ended up just maybe also being an escort or something that he didn't know about. Um <clears throat> so speaking of her of her character I thought that Jillian Bell, her her character, she played the pimp, <laughs> um, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. She was pretty good. Her her performance, uh, she plays Trina the pimp. She comes out of the car. You know, there's this big, huge, burly dude who's in the driver's seat. You think that he is the that he is the the man, ma- aforementioned pimp, the manager of this escort that said IT guy is hired. But then it said Jillian Bell, who most people would probably recognize from Workaholics, I think. Yeah, probably. Uh, she comes out, and she's she is the pimp, and she's flashing a gun around. Um, I don't know. I thought I thought that that was a really great sort of reversal on a lot of the masculine traits that are often seen in, in a pimp's character. Um, she's, like, totally, like, subverting a lot of that. I, th- I, th- I would... I, I would dig a movie about <laughs> just about that just about her business ab- about her character. I, I thought she was amazing. Um, she was one of the better parts of this movie. T.J. Miller is usually a pretty funny guy, but he didn't have a lot that stood out for me in this either. You you feel like people are really shortchanged and they're sort of left hanging with, like I said, poor material throughout there, this whole there thing. There are so many characters in this movie. That they, it f- falls into the trap of not really providing a lot of time with any of them, like Rob Rob Cordry, Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, he what the <laughs> like? What does his character do? You can kind of just cut him out. Yeah, yeah. He's just there for a couple of laughs. I, I guess. Can, I, I kind of I appreciated what they were doing. I felt like about you know forty five minutes into this movie, I felt like I kind of was watching maybe a TV show. I was watching kind of an, a, a show, kind of like The Office. You know, I knew what each person's role was around the office, and when they showed up each time, I sort of already. I, I think the characters are are well rounded and distinct from each other. Like you have a, a good about you, you have forms, you have clay figures that have very little definition throughout this film. Um, lazy as hell, but I thought that each character was nice and distinct from each other. Yeah. And I knew kind of what they what each one was kind of going for. You know, in the way a sitcom works, you have each character has to be very, very different, and they sort of fill roles as characters, you know? Yeah, but uh, sorry, is it Ray Park? Is that his name? Randall Park. Randall Park. Mm-hmm. Randall Park. Uh, Ray Park is Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Randall Park, people would know as Kim Jong, Kim Jong-un from, from the interview. From the interview. He's so good in that. Uh what the like he didn't need to be there at all. No. Except I mean, I like him as an actor, but his character kinda sucked. Yeah, a lot of them felt half baked and they didn't go anywhere and were setups maybe for just For what I don't know. Well, for the other characters to bounce off of. Like um Vanessa Bayer 
sort of her her arc involves him, I guess. It yeah. But you're just sort it of would, it would be the same basically without him. I know. I know. There's a bunch um, of characters that don't really don't really go anywhere. Um so that yeah. especially the Bateman Olivia Munn subplot, like that romantic thing. What the hell are they even trying with that? You I, know, I don't know, man. Like, oh, I have you for Secret Santa. Yeah, I got you too. Uh oh. Apparently, there's some history there that we find out later. It's uh, it's really awful, unnecessary. Uh, I. <laughs> I Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. She's really the only standout who looks like she's having any fun here. Yeah, but it's still just Kate McKinnon. Like the table it's, scene where she's got the knife. <laughs> the guys, the guys doing the knife and the finger move. Just and her she hand just though. sort of slides her hand. See, her character I think would have worked better for me if, for most of the movie, she maintained the straight laced HR persona and then just exploded near the end. She's the craziest one. Yeah, but she kind of came out too early for that to have as much impact towards the end when she was being crazy. Uh, I thought like it, yeah, it, it quickly changed at the party. It, it almost wasn't in her character. It, it didn't do justice to her character because she is like doing crazy shit at the end, <laughs> yeah. but, but, yeah. At the, but at the party, she just sort of, she's like, Oh, okay. Well, this is, this is kind of fun. Uh, that doesn't really fit in because if she decided that she was just gonna be herself, then I think she would be much crazier right away. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I have no clue like, what. Like the end of this movie just devolves into shitty, lazy nonsense, right? Especially with sort of the power grid going out, and oh, now our company has to, you know, prove our prove our worth here. We're actually really, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what's up with this happy ending shit that they're going with where they, this technology that they came up with works and pulls everyone together. Now they're going to be awesome. How lazy. I, I don't know if I've seen a comedy with a, this lazy of a plot in maybe decades. It is, they, they're not even trying with this thing. You know, it's, I guess the idea here is that they, there's a power outage in Chicago and they, temporarily restored internet through it's an internet outage not a power outage because their yeah, their yeah, drag yeah. racing ends up crashing into the main server building okay and then they read that they deliver internet for the you know the downtown area and show that they're actually really sweet at delivering internet because we're doing it over the power lines um, so company saved fuck i'm very disappointed <laughs> in the bridge like early on, We're Jason Bateman and T.J. Miller. We're having a Fast and Furious like, moment. Shit, how right? fast do you think you'd need to be going to go over that bridge? You're like, okay, I know this is gonna. We're coming back to this because this movie is lazy and super easy to tell where it's going. And then you're like, okay, they're doing the bridge jump, but then they don't. <laughs> like, I wanted a, a fucking bridge jump. Yeah, you want that. They build up to it. This movie has the budget for it, I think. Well, and it could have it could have CGI. It could have ended shit. the same way. Instead of Jennifer Aniston's character like saying "fuck this" and steering the van into the car that like as they speed up to go over the bridge, it could have just been like get, get over the bridge, but then wipe out and crash into the same building for the for the lazy storytelling ending that they're going with. It just it so it, it that to me is what I found most of the jokes to to be in this film unfulfilling they were leading up to something that was gonna be cool then they just steered off and fucked up yeah it's it's fitting that there are snl actors in this 
in this movie because it feels like it's written by someone in the SNL, like someone from the Saturday Night Live writing writers' room had some work on this thing because it it goes nowhere comedically. Um, yeah, goes nowhere. Uh, the jokes that are could be funny uh, are just driven into the ground, mm-hmm. and just and then, like SNL. And you have the the very cliche ending of of having the old snapshots and sort of polaroid images posted all over the credit and credit sequence it just feels really why do we need those pictures we've seen the party like we we were there we were present yeah again it just feels like this movie is really uh not confident in trying to do anything differently you know it's it's just right in line with trying to like hang over or this is the end uh Th- this thing was embarrassing for pretty much everyone in it, unfortunately. Uh, I'm, I'm not giving it anything higher than probably a six or five and a half, I would say. That's generous. I don't know about you. Uh, I'm going for a four. What? Nah, four and a half. Oh, that's better. Yeah. It's not a good movie. Yeah. Like, it's boring. It, we, we struggle to, to really pull anything good off for this one. I'm not... I'm not going to lie. There's very little to go on here. You know? Yeah. No, I'm staring off into the distance, <laughs> replaying the film in my head. Trying to pluck some trying, positivity. Yeah. Trying to find something good to say about it. Uh, I don't. Like, they set up the security woman to be the John McClane of the film. Like, because the, they talk her up to go and, and close down the party. It's like, you could be the John McClane. Why don't we see what she's doing up there? Yeah. That would like a, a, a Die Hard reference. Everybody loves to talk about how you know Die Hard's the best Christmas movie, and this could have really put a point on that. There, uh, once again, as I as I just said, there is so much <laughs> setup that goes nowhere, and it's so unfulfilling. It's like the biggest blue ball comedy oh, man. ever. And so I just, it's so annoying. Maybe. Just having an R rating doesn't like that's that's not enough. They hardly even use that in this. I mean, there is some swearing, mm-hmm. um, a couple of boobies, I guess. Yeah, I guess just because they have to. I wonder it's if R, right? like, this is fourteen A. I don't. I guess this isn't a full on. You know, in Canada at least fourteen fourteen A and eighteen A, big difference, right? Yeah, I don't, it is. Would this be an R rating in the states or just PG thirteen? Couldn't be right. I I'm so dead to how many you know f bombs would have even been dropped in this film. Couldn't even tell you. Could be four hundred. Could have been a Wolf of Wall Street situation. It <laughs> it could have. Probably not though. <clears throat> is it is it a hard R here? <coughs> totally. It, well, USA R. I guess it would have been. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's our review of Office Christmas Party, guys. There, there's nothing good in no. this movie. Like, save yourself some time. See the classics. I mean, you want the you want this thing to be Office Space plus Christmas Vacation. Oh, that would be great. Or, you know, this is the end. But it it just doesn't complete anything uh, that you that you set it out to, to sort of fulfill. Even as a Christmas film, this thing fails, which is maybe the biggest failure of all. The best parts of this movie don't even happen at the Christmas party. I, like, I think when they go to the, the the brothel or wherever they end up going, 
There's a couple good moments. Like, does but a, that's about does a Christmas comedy kind of make fun of Christmas? Is that a little bit of what goes on? A little bit, right? Well, There's, you gotta make fun of Christmas a little in the comedy. This doesn't. But this doesn't. It's not as you said. It just happens to be around Christmas. There's almost nothing in this movie that has anything to do with Christmas except for the fact that it's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, people like to say Die Hard is the best Christmas movie ever, as I just said. I think that's ridiculous. It's not a Christmas movie. It's, it's, it just it's, happens around it's Christmas. It's not. But it's more of a Christmas movie than this is. It's true. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. It just happens around Christmas. But I always watch it. It's a Christmas movie to me. It's just as Christmassy. As Office Christmas Party. If you see it and agree or disagree with our takes, let us know, verticalviewing at gmail.com. Yeah, maybe you can talk us up a bit. Did we miss some subtle, no, amazing... We didn't, Like, man. are we supposed to watch this in reverse? Fuck no. I didn't have 3D glasses. Is no. it better in 3D? Do the jokes pop more? You're supposed to put know. Dark Side of the Moon on when you listen, you know, when they say get down, all the everyone ducks. You know, everyone gets down. It's this spooky, man. This is a huge waste of talent. Uh, it's a calm before the storm, Mike. Don't worry about it because Rogue One is coming out next wait. week. The The reviews for Rogue One, a Star Wars story, or as I like to call it, Star Wars. Rogue One. Rogue One. Uh, Rogue One standing by. That's what it should have been Rogue called. Two. It should have been called Rogue One standing by. Uh, yeah, the reviews are through the roof. It's people saying this is better than Force Awakens. Uh, we'll see what happens. We all I'm, got, I'm very excited. We all got our tickets purchased. Uh, hopefully you guys do out there. Yeah, I, I bought mine two weeks ago or yeah. something. It's getting to be the busy season. Uh, we got all sorts of shit coming up. We got Assassin's Creed. We got Passengers. passengers. got Silence. Oh, man. We got Live by Night. Oh, so many movies I mean, that we, are going to be... Do we see Fences? Who knows? Good God. There are so many things coming out in the next month. Yeah, I don't know how we do it. I don't know how we do we it, We might folks. have uh, yeah. a bunch of shows coming at you. We'll have to split people up and go out and do solo reviews and stuff. Come back with our thoughts. We may have to. Uh, yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Scott Wilson BC. That's with two L's. I'm at Michael R. Lind. That's, that's the real deal, right? L-Y-N-D, yeah. All right, all that's right. That's it. Uh, the, the show... There's all sorts of things you can do if you want to interact with us. Oh, yeah. We suggest you do. The main thing, verticalviewing.com. There's that little PayPal link. It's just right there. It says donate. It's a yellow button. It calls to you. If, you're, if you've ever been curious about a donate button, just try it out. Mm-hmm. See what it's like. It's shiny. It's in Canadian dollars, so you won't even notice. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's really good. We ha- appreciate anything you can do. It helps us. Keep the lights on. Helps us offset the cost. Seeing movies, putting on the show, slicing off that internet turkey pie. Tom Cruise in the internet. We Tom Cruise the internet? I don't know. I'm just thinking about Far and Away where he claims the land. Oh, okay. I'm thinking about just him doing the Tom Cruise run. Just, just running. Yeah, and the internet behind him. Ooh. There we go. Idea for a movie. Oh, my God. Tom Cruise runs from the internet. Yeah. Let's click that PayPal link. Like I said, helps us keep the lights on. Uh, you can go to iTunes, and you're going to go there. There's that box. Five-star reviews coming directly at us, hopefully. 
Damn, and a souffle. And a souffle recipe? Five-star review and a souffle. We'll love you forever. Yeah, just go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and tell us what a souffle is, first of all, uh, and second of all, how to make it. And third, it's complicated. Why it's you don't open the oven? Why you get your ass kicked if you open the oven? It just it just sort of yeah di- dissipates, right? Tell us the chemistry of this whole thing. That's what TV has led me to believe. Yeah, iTunes helps us get on the front page uh, of the new and noteworthy section. Appreciate it. We definitely do. And on Twitter at Vertical Viewing. On Instagram at, at vertical, vertical viewing. That's that's the real deal, right? Yeah, is, it is. is it there cobwebs all over that oh, site yeah. or okay. Hopefully it looks good. Oh it will. Hopefully there's fun stuff to do there. I'm gonna take a bunch of pictures of uh TIE fighters and stuff oh, for Rogue One. Okay. Yeah. Make it like Disney World. Yes. Alright. Any final thoughts, Mike? I'm disappointed i really the trailers made this movie look like it could be pretty entertaining i wasn't expecting yeah. i wasn't expecting a masterpiece by any means uh if that's what we'd got i would have been thrilled mm-hmm. instead we got something way below my expectations just dog shit right yeah it just it was an unfunny movie and we said last year when we were speaking about the night before starring seth rogan and joseph gordon levy Anthony Mackie. And Anthony, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, when we were talking about that film, which is a half-decent Christmas film, it's it's passable, mediocre, uh, the rewatchability is your key factor, right? That's kind of what it comes down to. Well, and Michael Shannon is really the star of that He's movie. He's good. He's good, Mr. Green. But uh, there's no, rewatchability, you're going to come back to Christmas movies every year. You're going to want to pop that thing in every December the weather gets appropriate. No one is ever going to rewatch this piece of shit, unfortunately. No, it's true. It'll be in one of those DVD bargain bins every Christmas for $2. Damn. All right, well, that should do it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, like we said, next week is Rogue One. It's a big show. There's going to be a couple of us here to talk about oh, that. Red's coming back. We maybe got Mike Green. Maybe got Rob. Who knows? It's going to be a full house. It's going to be good. Thanks for tuning in. Uh... And as always, and, and what do we do? You, you know what's we, up, right? Um, uh, we keep it rogue. Wait, no. Oh shit! Keep it vertical. Oh.